This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. 729 AM's Get Up and Go Breakfast on a Wednesday. This time means we're heading off to the Helderberg to spend time with the executive director of The Green Times, also an eco-consultant and a coach. I'm talking about Elmer Pollard. Hello, Elmer. How are your chickens? My chickens are good. I've got two new ladies, so production is up. Oh, I tell you what. And uh, eggs, Elmer? Are you getting all of that too? Yeah, I get about four eggs a day. And we eat a lot of eggs because we are all on the keto diet. Oh, yeah? So... <laughs> We get food from the garden. It's really wonderful. I love that. And your veggies growing on your pool in this, uh, in your sort of your floating growing boxy thingies. I'm not sure what the name is. Please help me. Uh, yeah, uh, in the pool is not. It's not veggies. Oh, it's not um, semi-aquatic plants. Aha. Uh-huh. Because veggies don't like to have their feet that wet. I, I tried see. that right in the beginning too. <laughs> you know, we learn through experimentation here. Uh-huh. So yeah, I know it's special plants. But um, veggies in other places. Alma, I'm very, we're very fascinated by your life. You see, that's why we ask you these kinds of questions because we know there are not many Alma Pollard people in the world. And if we can learn anything from you, we, we'll, we'll do it. And I've come to appreciate, just as we break away, just for a few seconds, you know, to, to support um, and, and chase after the kind of things that you often talk about. You know, yesterday came home with our box of veggies, you know, and before you can put it in the refrigerator, you know, you need to literally wash off the sand and break off the roots and. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm discovering more and more that that's a really great way to shop. Not only are you supporting somebody local, but you're really eating something organic. And there's something mm. about that that just feels good. I don't know if it appeals to some primal part of us. Yes, I think, I mean, you know, we've got genetic memories of, of living like that. And it just feels right. Mm. And now you've got more more material for your compost heap as well. Yes. And um, if you have chickens, oh, they love all those little bits of pieces that you cut off. They're just uh, happy girls, happy, <laughs> happy eggs, and happy humans. We all live together. And isn't that just a fantastic intro to another story about connectedness? In COVID-19, the pandemic, we know the havoc that it has wreaked, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down. In some areas, it's only just picking up in its ability to put people on the back foot. How do we get back from this? I mean, this is really our conversation this morning. It's a multi-pronged conversation, but it's uh, so connected with everything, including the climate crisis, which I think some people would like to uh, avoid talking about because that makes people uncomfortable because that's our responsibility. Yeah, but we've now learned what happens if we if we avoid topics because they make us uncomfortable. Then we get caught on the back foot when mm. things happen, which is why I say rather... Interface with reality, um, look at the fact, and be prepared, because then you are less vulnerable. Mm. And that's what, what we've seen now with the COVID-19 crisis. Um, it's illustrated very clearly to us the connections between health, inequality, and, and climate. Mm. Because we've seen now, again, that the vulnerable people were the most impacted. And you know, I've always said that going to be with climate change, the vulnerable people will be the most impacted. So the whole thing is really a social dilemma, mm. which is why this, this new report that was compiled by the Institute for Economic Justice, 350 Africa and the Climate Justice Coalition mm. um, brought out to show how we could have a just recovery that addresses the inequalities at the core of the vulnerability in order to prepare for and avoid uh, the bulk of climate change. Yeah. 
So the, the interconnections show us, you know, that there's a deep issue with our global economy, which basically is, uh, was very much part of the issue that threw the vulnerable people under the bus. Mm. And it's part of the mainstream economic policy, which isn't really looking after the people on the ground mm. and destroying the environment at the same time. So a just recovery will have to tackle global economic developments and do systemic changes. Um, they talk about systemic underfunding and neglect of public services, mm. as we see in South Africa, yes. uh, and increase privatization of those, which, control, which allows more exploitative practices through widespread deregulation and a pursuit of, of a profit above all else. Mm. And that's really the, the problem that caused such issues with the pandemic and, and with climate change. We saw that also when we had the drought a couple of years ago. Mm. We are not resilient because we are not really looking after our people. We are not prioritizing people properly. So they're saying we must have a more people-centered um, response to, uh, that desi designs to get rid of our inequalities so that everybody has basic services. And there's lots and lots of work to be created in this. They say the pandemic gave a window into the problems that we'll face mm. in, in the unfolding climate crisis. So they talk about we must leverage this moment, yeah. excuse the corporate speak, yeah. to build institutions and social solidarities that can dismantle the current order. So it's a big job. We mm. literally have to make massive systemic changes because at the core of it, that's, that's where the rot sits. Mm. Elmer, who drives this? Because this isn't mainstream stuff. We know it should be, but it isn't because that's, you know, that's not at the heart of how things work in the world, sadly. So who drives us? Who are the champions in the background that are pushing this forward? So not only one or two little things are happening, but the things that can shift mindsets and shift governments and, and economic policy. Who drives well, this? It's, it's mostly the NGOs that are working on the ground and interfacing with reality. You know, like the Climate Justice Coalition, these mm. people are deeply embedded in the interface between, you know, the inequalities and the climate issues. Um, so 350 Africa, I mean, 350 is across the world working with um, how humans and climate um, suffer together mm. and we are part of the environment. So we have poor buffers for our households because our economic response has been extremely weak. I mean, the government took proactive and progressive steps to fight a pandemic, but, but, but economically we've not had a, had a good response. Mm. So, I mean, we have few decent public services. Um, our households are heavily indebted, and a lot of people's livelihoods are, are threatened. Mm. So, you know, we are not ready for this, we were not ready, we are not ready for climate change, and we need to ensure that, that the financing, you know, the stimulus package, mm. can support these proposals and make sure that we, we sort out the rot at the core of the, of the economy. Um, Elma, there are things so it, uh, that uh, there's so much stuff we can talk about from this article, so I just want to encourage everyone to go and look for it, imagining a just recovery in South Africa. 
But we need to be moving away from relying on commodities and fossil fuel production. Those are conversations we've had right here. You know, macroeconomic policies we've spoken about here and the and diversification of goods and services and how we produce them. We've spoken about that here. And it seems like focus remains on the bottom line, not on on best practice um, that's going to influence the areas outside of the, the balance sheet. Um, the, and the focus on the bottom line as in profit? Yes, yes. Um, and, 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 as opposed to sustainability. That's I mean, it. this is where sustainability comes in again, resilience. So go and have so a look at this it's article. A major, it's a major um, economic shift that has to happen worldwide, by the way. It's not just South Africa. Of course. It's everywhere, so we are really a planet in transition so that we can create a different planet where life works properly in line with environmental needs because we've learned that we need our environment. We are here because of the environment. We can't survive Mm. if we don't look after the very delicate web of, of life that supports us. And so there's lots of work to do. This insert was brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.